Thanks for joining us for another episode of the Facility Dude Podcast. Here's your hosts, Bob Papa Dude Bittner and Ray Karawala. Hey guys, this is Ray K. Welcome back to our Facility Dude Podcast. I'm here with Bob. Bob, you know, in case you didn't know, last week was International Podcast Day. Did you get a card for that? I did not. You know, I know we uh, we got together and had our pictures made. And uh, so if anybody wants to see what our beautiful faces look like, they can get on Twitter or like us on Facebook. And uh, there's several social medias out there that we, that follow us. If you'd like to see our beautiful faces, why get on there and take a look at us. But I did not get a Hallmark card for uh National Podcast Day, and I was extremely disappointed. <laughs> uh, last week was a great week. We uh, we talked a lot about change management, what occurs with that, what uh, organizations go through, what the employees are going to be going through. I think we're going to switch it up this week a little bit. You know, winter's coming. Facility managers have to prepare for that. They have to prepare their facilities for that. What are your thoughts on on some things that facility managers need to get into when they're trying to prepare the facilities for winter, Bob? Well, you know, Ray, we're, uh, we're talking to a broad audience here, people from, from Maine and Canada to Florida to California to Texas, and so it's kind of hard to hit on all of the areas, but it is a good time just to, as a change of season to make sure we're prepared for some things. And so I'd like to talk today a little bit about the things that uh, are ongoing with facilities that uh, just a change of season, a change of time is a just a good reminder to look at for some things. So, for instance, uh, around let's start outside and work our way in. So, if we look at the site and the preparation for the site, you know, I've all, already noticed leaves are coming down. The leaves are changing colors and leaves are coming down. And that's always uh, creates a problem for facility managers. Plugged up drains, roof drains, plugged up sewers, uh, storm sewers. And so uh, making preparation, knowing that there's going to be extra effort outside, uh, certainly is a, uh, a concern for a lot of facility managers across the country. Also, I think it's a good time in areas where we know there's going to be snow, that you start looking at areas like your sidewalks or your roadways, where there's uneven surfaces, where you might be plowing or shoveling, that those are identified and corrected. And if they're not corrected, at least there's a flag put up or something that people know when they're uh, plowing to be careful there that no equipment gets broken, that no one gets hurt in relationship to that. And there's just a lot of the things outside irrigation systems that uh, we have to look at, make sure they're winterized properly, uh, tree trimming. And you know, we go home at night and it's not long before uh, it's dark outside. And so the outside parking lot lighting and so forth is very critical to make sure that they're all working at this time of year. Now you make a lot of great points, or sometimes when I hear you talking about them, the first thing you said was leaves falling down. I'm like, all right, I, all I need is a is a leaf blower and I'm good. And, you know, snow is falling. All I need is a is a shovel and some salt and and I'll be fine. But that's really not the case, right? That's really not the case, particularly when you've got a parking lot that may have uh, four or five hundred cars in it. You want to go shovel that ray tomorrow? And uh, <laughs> as long as you come with me. <laughs> But, uh, you know, there's, there's just a lot of prep in getting ready for, for storms, uh, whether it be hurricanes or snowstorms, tornadoes. And there, I don't think there's an area in our country that is not faced with some kind of a uh, outside force that has an influence on what the facility manager does. Yeah, and the other reason that we want to make sure we, we kind of just touch on a little bit here is 
you, we, we want to keep in mind we're doing this not only because we want to maintain operation, but there's also a certain level of risk and liability that the company's going to face if they don't do this. Absolutely. And if we look at the, uh, if we look at the building structure itself, we look at things like roof drains. Uh, a great amount of damage can be done if there's a lot of leaves that are end up on the roof and those roof drains get plugged. Uh, a lot of damage can happen. Roof uh, leaks will show up that never showed up before because you got lots of ponding on the, on the roof. So simple things like doing a, a roof PM, making sure that uh, uh, the, the, the leaves are cleaned up. And these ought to be things that uh, good facility managers in their practice would have a PM established for that and it would kick out. But there's nothing, uh, there's nothing more uh, important than just to keep your eyes open and your ears open that's going on. And so things that also that they need to look at from a building and a structure standpoint, broken windows, doors that don't close properly. We're going to start heating the building. And so uh, caulking and weatherization on these buildings. And a lot of facilities have uh, heat trace in their buildings, uh, either on their roof lines or in their walkways or their loading docks. Uh, excellent time to make sure that those are functioning and working now so that when the snow does come or the ice comes, we get more ice here in North Carolina really that damages things than snow. And so make sure that those systems are working properly because the, the, one of the hardest things to do is go out and repair that stuff when it's sub-zero outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's your favorite time to work outside, right, right? Is when it's about, uh, about 13 degrees outside. You didn't know that? Yeah. <laughs> Bob, speaking of roofs, there's a big difference between a pitched roof and a flat roof. I mean, what, what, are, what are some of the things that you're looking for for a roof that isn't flat and the roofs that are flat? Well, I think uh, on a flat roof, and that's a great, great question, Ray, on a, uh, on a flat roof, you're going to have a tendency to have leaves, for instance, across a large portion of that. And there's drains in the center of the roof. And they really, uh, a lot of times, drains will come down. People don't realize it. Uh, there may be a, uh, a box in the center of a conference room where a roof drain is coming down through that you may not even know that that's behind there. But if that drain gets plugged up uh, in the middle of the building, it can cause a great amount of damage. On a pitched roof, Typically, you're going to have gutters on the outside of it that kind of minimizes some of that and gets the water away from the interior of the building to the exterior. But the gutters on the, um, typically like on our homes where we have gutters on our pitched roofs, uh, it doesn't take a lot of leaves to plug those up. And that's when you start to get uh, ice build up when there's ice and snow on the roof. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, and for leaves, it's one thing when it's... Uh, when it's snow on a pitched roof and it doesn't slide off, then weight, we have to be concerned with weight on both of those types of roofs okay. Um, okay. on there. That's the outside of our building, right? What about what type of equipment that are we maintaining inside? What is important for us to, to kind of keep in mind there? Sure. Uh, you know, it's, it's easier if we have a, a chiller or a cooling failure in the summertime usually not of equipment damage happens. So if a chiller goes down in the summertime, people are extremely uncomfortable, but very rarely does a lot of damage happen to the facility. In the wintertime, however, where it's freezing and cold, if your heat goes out, you have a chance of doing a lot of damage with inside the building. Sprinkler systems freezing up. I've had uh, situations where even though the building was on, an exterior stairwell of the building had sprinklers in it, and it got extremely cold because the door got propped open 
and a sprinkler head froze and it just created a horrendous mess in the building because we had this huge flood. And so that's why it's so, so important. So did the pipes burst or what Yeah, actually happen? the pipes froze and burst uh, because it got so cold. And uh, when that broke, then of course the fire, fire system went off, fire department responded, but you know, it puts out a lot of water in a short amount of time. Yeah. And so uh, I, I think, you know, making sure that we have good boiler maintenance, uh, that uh, you know, the control system is set up to um, manage and monitor all that stuff that uh, if alarms are going off, don't ignore them. If we get heating alarms, don't ignore them. And uh, even in equipment like chillers, you think, well, a chiller, all we have to worry about there is in the summertime that's working. But a lot of these big chillers have heaters inside of them, so they don't freeze and crack in the wintertime. And so you want to make sure that that equipment is properly PM'd, it's functioning properly, and uh, it's, it's just really, really important to make sure a good PM program is in place and those things are checked uh, ahead of time. So lots of damage is not done. And when you get a, a major uh, pipe burst in a facility, it almost always will be a business interruption. So whatever is going on in that building, whether it's education, whether it's a courtroom, whether it's a a hospital, there will be business interruption because of major floods. Sure. Talking about PMs, October's already here. Is now a good time to get onto that stuff? I'm assuming now, you know, sooner than later. Yes, absolutely sooner than later because it's almost getting too late. If you haven't scheduled, uh, if you're using outside contractors, for instance, for uh, Boiler PMs and maintenance, uh, it's almost getting too late to get that scheduled. They want to get on that right away, make sure that people are aware, uh, get that scheduled. The other thing that it's not too late for is, you and uh, they should be ordering their supplies. If there's uh, salt uh, melt and uh, sand and things that they keep on site for uh, emergency purposes for storm, that uh, those things should be ordered now. They should be on the way, They should or they should already be in their... Uh, storerooms and be prepared and you know you don't want to wait till the last minute you don't want to wait till after the snowstorm to buy a snow shovel you want to make sure you <laughs> have it before the snowstorm yeah just like us when, we're, when it starts snowing outside everyone runs at the home depot and they're just you can't find anything at that point because you've gotten it too late i mean it, that's a good great example here in north carolina we have the prediction of snow and everybody immediately runs to the store well if you've kept that stuff already you know you don't have to worry about it yeah so yeah, when when we need something, everyone runs into Home Depot, and then they're just they're looking for a shovel. Snow's already falling out. By that time, it's too late, Bob. Yep, usually they're gone. Yeah, when you want to go sled riding, if you hadn't bought the sled in July, it's gone. And that's why they put Christmas trees out on Halloween, right? Well, yeah, right. <laughs> and uh, but it's kind of like this. And we had a client the other day that was sharing with us that uh, kind of in a fun way they were talking about. Uh, he creates PM to remind all those guys it's time to go get their hunting license. Deer season's coming up. You have your hunting license. So I think that's a great way to, uh, a great way to get people engaged, uh, have them understand what preventive kind of things are. You don't buy the hunting license after you cut, killed the deer, right? That's right. And so uh, all those things, getting ready, you know, we've got um, a lot of suppliers that our clients use, you know, the Grangers of the world uh, that uh, make sure that people are getting their supplies early, talk to uh, talk to their vendor and say, what do you recommend? What is the best thing? What's the product this year? Are there new things that I should be looking at? Uh, new uh, technology that I should be using at? And then when we really look at uh, where we do have snow and ice, kind of the removal systems, 
trucks and snow plows and so forth. Now's the time to be doing the uh, PM maintenance on those trucks, making sure that uh, everything's up and running, that routes are planned. I know we have a lot of municipalities that uh, probably have already put their snow plows on. If they haven't, they need to be looking at that and make sure that all repairs have been done from the damage from last year. And uh, I, I know that you'll even see around here uh, in October that trucks, you'll see snow plows out on the truck. They're doing trial runs. Oh yeah. This is where, this is where we're going to go. This is how we're going to prep and we're going to go out and get familiar with the runs. Yeah. There's nothing worse than when the truck goes out thinking it's ready and it's not. That's right. One of the other things that I think is important is shut off places for utilities. So, uh, you know, if there's a storm that comes through and it brings power lines down, if there's a disruption in gas service, uh, water line breaks, where do you go to turn that stuff off? Because you want to minimize the damage and you want to minimize the risk of anybody getting hurt. So a review with everybody of where those shutoffs are. You might not know it. You might know it where as a facility manager, but are the people that are going to respond uh, to that emergency, do they know where the, the shutoffs are? Do they know how to handle the emergency? And I guess one thing, Ray, I would say our next session, we're going to have uh, Mary Beth in here. We're going to talk about some of the uh, personnel risk. Uh, and how to mitigate that, but never ever send an employee that's not trained into an area to do something that they could hurt themselves or hurt somebody else during this process. Uh, a storm is bad enough, you don't want to get somebody hurt yeah. during that time. You, you say that perfectly, there's no other worse fear than having a phone call come in at 3 a.m. in the morning, sending your backup out there because they can't get in contact with you and they have no idea where that shutoff valve is or exactly what needs to be done, who to contact. Exactly. And, and talking about that, Ray, uh, one of the things I always recommend uh, this time of year, it's a, just a good reminder of let's update our contact list. We have people that uh, have moved, they may have changed their cell phone, they're in, in a new location, people's roles changed, who's the right person to call. So make sure those contact lists for your facility people and for management is updated, that they know who to call, when to call, and how to get a hold of people. The other thing is, is reviewing the closure policy. I know a lot of times facility managers will be involved. They may not make the call to the radio station that that facility is closed for that day, but there's a little, there's a little secret about this that if I were an employee, and I am, of Dude Solutions, and I would come call our local TV station kind of on a prank and say, hey, we're going to, it's snowing, we're going to close for the day. You know what they're going to do, Ray? They're going to post that all over the TV, I think. No, they're not. They're going to say, <laughs> Bob, what is the code for closing Dude Solutions that we gave you? So the TV station has already provided us a code that usually is given to one or two persons that have the authority to close that uh, organization so uh, that just somebody, some yeah. student doesn't call in, some teacher, some employee like Ray K says, <laughs> I want the day off. And look, it makes sense to me. It makes sense to me to close today. And yeah. uh, so radio stations, newspapers, uh, TV stations, they have these special codes that they give employees that say, if you're going to call in, if you're the authorized person to call in and cancel, uh, here's the code you're going to use. We'll know that's valid because that's what we've given you. And so all these kinds of things uh, a facility manager and the organization need to be prepared for uh, in order to move into this time of year where there might be 
facility closure, disruption to business, etc. Well, Bob, I think that wraps it up. Great conversation. Next week, we're going to have Mary Beth coming here. She's going to be talking to us a little bit about the risk and other vulnerabilities that are involved with uh, how the season's changing and what you guys need to be on top of, of managing the facility itself. Until then, guys, we'll talk to you later. Bob, thanks for being here again. Everyone, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. And, Ray, go home and wax your snow shovel tonight. <laughs> have a great day. See you later, Bob. Thank you for listening to the Facility Dude podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback about the show. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes and help other facility operation professionals just like you find the show. Email your questions or comments to podcast at facilitydude.com. Be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Facility Dude. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you have a great rest of your week.